If you own a short-term rental, this is the one podcast I want to make sure you do not miss how to save tens of thousands of dollars with the STR loophole and cost segregation. If you are serious about building your short-term rental business to $10,000, $20,000, maybe even $30,000 a month or more, you have come to the right place. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast, where we teach you all things short-term rentals, the best guests, the best tools, the best strategies. There are so many investing paths out there. It can be seriously overwhelming to start out as a new investor, but take it from me, short-term rentals is the best and the quickest way to build your cash flow. So buckle up, listen in, and get ready to conquer the world of short-term rentals. Here we go. Hey team fearless, I just want to take a quick break from this podcast to talk about funding your furnishings. If you're listening to the Fearless Investor podcast, then you probably want to do the Airbnb arbitrage model. Reason being, it's a low barrier of entry, right? $10,000, $15,000, $20,000 to buy furniture with someone else's property. And sure, you can use your own bank account or you can raise the money at a low interest rate from a friend or family member. But wouldn't you rather get that money at 0% interest, aka free money? That's what my friends at Pathway Financial can do for you. Pathway Financial helps people like you get 0% interest credit cards so you don't have to have the financial stress of putting down a ton of money up front for your deals. Think about that for a second. How many arbitrage deals could you do if money was not a concern? Well, that could be the exact possibility with Pathway Financial's help. Get a free quote from them today. Go to fearlesskyle.com forward slash pathway financial to find out how much you can get pre-approved for right now. And don't worry, it won't have any impact on your credit score because it's a soft inquiry. So go once again to fearlesskyle.com forward slash pathway financial and get that free quote. Hey, Fearless community, before we get the show started, I want to let you know that you now have the chance to get direct access to me in order to grow and strengthen your short-term rental business. How? The Six Figure Formula Membership. I'm the only one in this space offering this value-packed membership for a stupid, stupid low price of $49 per month, and you get access to me, my podcast guests, you get to be a part of our amazing private community, you get our full A to Z business in a box STR kickstart course, and maybe most exciting, especially for me, you get exclusive discounts that we worked for months to get that no one else is getting out there. Price Labs, AirDNA, NoiseAware, HostAway, and so many more at your fingertips. So become a part of this 6FF movement. Get started today for just $49 a month at fearlesskyle.com forward slash 6FF. All right, Team Fearless, I'm telling you right now, we have been talking about the STR loophole for a few years now, and I've had Ryan Bakey on our podcast. And after talking to all of these CPAs and all these professionals about it, I've gone straight to my CPA and I've said, are we taking advantage of the STR loophole? His response a couple years ago was, what's that? I told him, you need to look at this. He took a look at it. He kind of had his doubts and he said, you know, I just don't know how legitimate it is. I said, well, I need you to do me a favor and just look into it. I know you're not the guy. I know you can't do an official cost seg, but I do need you to just take a look at it. Well, he finally got back to me and said, hey, I think I found the guys. They tell me that you can save tens of thousands of dollars with a lot of your properties and I want to get you connected. And they are cost seg authority. We have the CEO, Rhett Gagan, on the show today. And we're going to take my actual properties. I take five properties and I show you exactly how he was able to save us so much money. All in all, I'm spending right around $10,000, but we're going to be saving close to six figures 
in taxes. Now, I'm not saying six figures of depreciation. I'm saying six figures of money back in my pocket. So I give you a dollar, you give me back five to $10. That's exactly what this trade looks like. And we're going to show you right now here with Brett. Please, please, please make sure that you listen to this full podcast and take a look at what Rhett and his team are doing by scheduling a call with CostSeg Authority. All right, everyone, welcome into the Fearless Investor Podcast. Team Fearless, excited for you all to listen to this very powerful podcast today. You've heard me talk about, along with Ryan Bakey, who is you know kind of the go-to CPA in the space for short-term rentals. We've talked about the STR loophole. We're going to kind of start here with what is the STR loophole, but if you want to get a deep dive on that, make sure to go watch that episode, listen to that episode with Ryan Bakey. But today we have Rhett Gagan, and Rhett is the guy that Ryan talks about when he says you need to go get what's called a cost seg done. So first of all, before we even go into that, Rhett, thanks so much for being on the show today, man. I'm pumped, Kyle. No, this is great. We, got, we I love the opportunity. I wish I could see everybody, but uh, <laughs> um, but I, lo I love talking about cost seg. Yes, uh, and we are live here in the Six Figure Formula. So all of you 6FFers out there, really excited for what you're going to see here today. You're going to have the chance to ask questions to Rhett as well. If you're not a part of the Six Figure Formula already, you need to be because of these types of conversations that we're going to have today. You are going to have questions. I know there's going to be a question that I'm going to miss that someone's going to be out there being like, wait, I want to know about that. So make sure you go to fearlesskyle.com forward slash 6FF to check that out. So Rhett, let's yeah. start with this. What is the str loophole we've talked about in other episodes but can you just give a really quick overview on what that is and also what's potentially changing with it in the upcoming years yeah no that's a great question and from my perspective and from where and from how how it deals with cost segregation the the str the str loophole is really something when when you're talking investment properties you're talking either short-term rentals you're talking long-term whatever whatever those might Whatever those might be, right? Everybody knows you get you get to take some of that depreciation, but there are some limitations. There are some limitations if you're, say, a passive investor, right? You're you're a doctor, or you have another job, right? That that where pr your primary source of income comes in, and so, um, and this stems back this stems back, you know, 50, 60, 80 years when tax laws were changing. They had, you know, a, you know, high income individuals buying properties, writing 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 off all those writing off all those, you know, with those those great benefits, but um, and so laws were put into place. It's important to understand just in a nutshell that things were put into place so that if you're going to take big deductions from real estate, you really needed to be tied to real estate. Now, the reason that there's a, seem, a, a seemingly loophole with the, uh, with the short-term rentals is because they're treated as if you own a hotel property, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it, it's look, there's not something there. It's so new. Airbnb isn't something that you even find in the tax code yet. Right. I mean, it's yeah. so fresh. It's so new. That there's no code written about it, but the closest thing that identifies in the tax code with the a short-term rental is like a hotel property, yeah. uh, uh, where you have, you know, shorter than seven-day type rentals, and so they're 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 in allowing you to treat that as an individual company, an individual entity, as it as it were, and and therefore some of those qualifications, some of those necessities, you know that you have otherwise as a passive investor kind of go out the window so far as we, as we know it right now. And what's important that I've learned through this whole process, guys, is what we're going to talk about with cost segregation is cost segregation is showing you how you're able to depreciate the property over a certain amount of years. Well, when we talk about the STR loophole, we talk about accelerating 
that depreciation, not getting extra depreciation, not saying that you can go out and you can, you know, get more depreciation than a long-term rental. It's just that you get that depreciation right away or within the first few years compared to being able to, you know, expand that over 20, 30, 40 years. And what I know about investing is that money today is worth more than money tomorrow, right? If I have to wait longer for that money, then the value of that money goes down or what I can do with that money it isn't growing. Whereas if I have that money now, I can put it into investment and I can grow it. So when we talk about what I'm about to show you with a case study that Rhett did with me, the power of me having more money now is allowing me to multiply my money quicker. And so that's essentially what we're going to get into here in a second. But before we do, very generally, uh, I want to make sure uh, people understand, okay, we just talked about the STR loophole, but what is a cost segregation and how does that tie into the STR loophole? Yeah, cost segregation as a whole is is often, it, you know, in my decade plus of experience, it, it's been misunderstood over, over time. It, it really is identifying correctly identifying the assets within each property, each investment property. As, as you know, and as all your listeners know, there's a lot more to their building than just the shell and the structure, right? Mm -hmm. cost, segre cost segregation is the, is the act of really identifying and segregating those costs and putting correct depreciable lives to them so that you can be depreciating them correctly uh, rather than looping them, lumping them all together in a, as a 39-year asset or a 27-and-a-half-year asset and taking that depreciation over that period of time, thereby freeing up a significant amount, a significant amount of, um, of depreciation by, by correctly identifying what those are. And, and, and that's what a cost seg study does. It really identifies all of those hundreds of assets, those dozens of assets in each, in each building, creating more depreciation for the investor. Yeah, and that yeah. was something that was really interesting to me when I started understanding what a cost seg is. It's not, hey, you bought a house for $500,000 and here's how much you can depreciate. It's no, you bought a house for $500,000 and it's got a roof that's worth 10,000. It's got, you know, uh, the land that's worth 75,000. It's got this, it's worth this amount and this, it's worth this amount. And, and so there's all these little subcategories within that house that are depreciated over different time periods and defined as different valuations. And so that's where it gets kind of complicated. And that's why, when short term, when we look at short term rentals, more of those categories, correct me if I'm wrong on this, right? More of those categories can be accelerated quicker than a long term rental. Is that right? Not necessarily okay. more, more in a short term rental. Um, it, it, the short term rental is, is more, more so referring to what, what I mentioned previously, right? If, because you could take, I can take the same home. I can take, I can take a, you know, and, and have one investor that makes it a long term rental and another person a short-term rental, another investor, short-term rental. And I'm like, the assets will be the same inside there, but because you're using it as a short-term rental, you've mm -hmm. opened up a door, right? You've opened up the doorway to allow you to take more against a different type of income that you have instead of it just being against your passive income and all of your passive investments. I'm going to find those, those assets are what they are, right? Mm -hmm. And we're going to find them. Um, but, but there's not necessarily more you've opened up a different door is what you've got. Got it. Got yeah. Okay. I, I like you putting it that way. See, and, and again, guys, that's why I bring on the expert. I'm not the expert, right? So Rhett, I want you to get our case study up and ready before sure. I share the screen. I'm going to tell people a story here. So love my CPA. I'm sure a lot of you love your CPA. Here's the thing though. When it comes to CPAs, 
most of them that I've talked to just don't understand the short-term rental loophole. They think that they're doing it right. But at the end of the day, and this is the same experience I had with my uh, CPA, I went to my CPA about a year ago and I said, are we cost-segging these properties? And he said, yes. I said, are you using the STR loophole? And he said, there is no STR loophole. I was like, yes, there is. There definitely is. I need you to look into it. And he's, and after he looked at it, he said, you know, I just don't feel comfortable with doing a cost seg. So if we ever wanted to do that, we're going to have to do it professionally. Well, he ended up finding RET. And then when we found RET, we said, okay, let's, let's do this and let's compare what you've done, Mr. CPA, as an estimate versus what Rhett and his team can do legitimately. And we'll get into why you want to get a cost seg and why you want to do it professionally with a team like Cost Seg Authority with Rhett. Uh, but before we get into that why, let's look at the numbers. So Rhett, let me know, are you ready for me to share this screen? Yeah, you bet. Okay, cool. And, it, and in all fairness, in all fairness to to your CPA, there's yeah. going to be I'm going to show a couple of things that that we found after looking, you know, after talking with Kyle's CPA and um at Kyle's Kyle's portfolio. Let me start down here. Um, yeah. So and it, and it, let me give a let me give a little bit of context. So I think we're showing three different case studies from me today. Number one is a property that we bought in 2022, so it is ready to be basically from the, the start cost seg. Uh, number two is some catch-up properties that I bought in 2019, 2020 that we did a, an estimate cost seg with my CPA, but now we can catch up some of that that we missed. And then I believe we're even going over another one that has had some, uh, uh, had a, a bit of a burn situation to the property. And so we had to reconstruct the property and now we're kind of uh, taking that one on. So it looks like with the first one we have up, is the cabin that I have that we bought for 620,000 and you've got that case study up. So I'll let you kind of tell people what they're looking at here. Yeah, no, that's great. As you can tell. So what you're looking at this screen, we like to present this uh, at the beginning of, of every conversation we have, what we need to get minimal information and then um, that we need on the property. And then we provide this to, to all those interested. So you can kind of see the value really here. He mentioned 620 was the purchase price. As everybody on the podcast knows, you can't depreciate land. So that's where we get to this depreciable basis, less land, right? So in your, you know, on the box on the right, what you're looking at, I'm going to skip down here. This is a summary box on the left, a summary of benefits, but really to help you guys understand what you're looking at, I want to, I want to show this. Now, had Kyle not reached out, there's already a benefit to, to investing in real estate, um, mm -hmm. a tax benefit. And, and, and all of you know that there's, depreciation you're allowed to take. And over the period, either over 39 years or 27 and a half years, you're going to take some depreciation. That's called straight line, which is what we see here on the left in the blue from 2022 all the way down to when it fully depreciates. And you're going to see straight line just means here's here's a straight deduction. Every year you're going to get about the same. Well, the concept of correctly identifying your assets, mm -hmm. there's a number of buckets that they fall into, right? And depending on the property type, this isn't just a short-term rental thing. This is all of you that invest in whatever it is. Kyle mentioned, you know, some storage units we did earlier. And those yep. are great. any any investment property is eligible for this, and they, and they fall into different buckets, right? Uh, in general, you know, ninety percent, ninety-five percent of all projects fall into these four buckets: five years, seven-year assets in a cabin. Not really so many seven-year assets. Not really any that we're projecting, and and then fifteen-year assets as well. And in this case, after taking a, a real quick look look at it. Rather than providing a ten thousand dollar, ten thousand eight hundred dollar deduction um, in the first year, Kyle owns that. Uh, we're 
we we estimate being able to find and and pretty act pretty conservative estimate that's a ninety three thousand you know almost ninety four thousand dollars just in just in the five year assets and those are going to be interior things right like your flooring your cabinetry your a bunch of other things that we might find specialty electrical and whatnot and your 15 year assets typically your exterior stuff right so we anticipate rather than rather than him having to take a ten thousand dollar deduction near eleven thousand dollar deduction that's going to look more like a hundred and forty seven thousand dollar deduction yeah you all know and this is this is the reason that cost segregation is as powerful as it is and growing like it is because today you tell me i'll give you a dollar today you know I'll take your dollar today and give you that same dollar back in 20 years, you know, in 30 years. And, you know, it's worth come out ahead every third. time, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the power of the time value of money is an essential element to it. But, but I mean, this is significant savings that we're talking about here. And the bonus depreciation is why those five-year assets and those 15-year assets in 2022 is at 100% and why he gets that all in one year. Yeah. Um, and that's a whole other, I could talk for another half hour just on so, bonus depreciation but yeah and so here here's the context that everyone needs to understand and this is the magic right here keep, keep this screen what we're at here i know you said 147,000 there on the right hand side in the green but really what you quoted me at or what your team quoted me at is that increased depreciation of 136,319 dollars right there so that number guys Compared to on the left-hand side, the 10,000, right? We're already 13Xing that number. And when I went to my CPA, I said, hey, I want to compare apples to apples. What were you going to cost seg this at, at year one compared to what Rhett and his team were doing? And my CPA threw his hands up in the air and said, you know what? <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I was going to cost seg it at 85,000. So we're getting an additional $50,000 of increased depreciation compared to what my CPA was going to do. The numbers on that in terms of savings, right? And and that's where like people need to understand that doesn't mean I'm saving $136,000 or $51,000 more than what my CPA was going to do. It means that it's going to offset some of that income, the 51 the, the extra $51,000 of income that I create, which means that whatever bracket I'm taxed at, right? That's how much of the savings I'm going to have. So in my CPA's example, $85,000 of depreciation came out to right around $30,000 of tax savings, $30,000 extra dollars that I get in my pocket, which is phenomenal already, right? But with this example of $136,000, you'll see on that line right there on the right, tax savings, $51,460. I'm getting another $21,000 additionally in my pocket year one by doing a legitimate cost segregation on just this property. And here's the cool thing, guys. We bought this with a second home loan. So meaning that we only had to put 10% down. $620,000 property, put $62,000 into it. After closing costs, call it $70,000. We're going to save $51,000, which means we really only paid $19,000 for a property if you're really looking at the actual out-of-pocket expenses. So this is the power to me of this bonus depreciation, cost segregation, doing it, especially year one with the STR loophole. And, and this right here only cost me, and, I, and I'm sorry if I'm giving away the, the numbers here, Red. Don't, don't quote me on this when you go to cost seg authority, but this only cost me $3,000. So I'm spending $3,000 to save an additional $20,000 on top of what my CPA was going to do. 
And Rhett, what I want you to tell people right now is what what's the what's the peace of mind that people get by going and doing this with cost seg authority versus just their CPA? So the IRS has put in, I don't remember how many more uh, was it billions or millions of dollars into audits, right? This these uh, you know, this last this last session, they threw in a lot more there. When in the past the percentages and the likelihood of you being audited, period, are slim to none. But I'll tell you our experience in the, you know, less than two dozen in 20 years, we've had roughly one a year and done 15, 20,000 studies, right? They look at our report and they say, all right, let's move on to the next item, right? Yeah. So when a report is done and done well and done right and follows the points of a, of a credited study, the peace of mind that should come with that. And, 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 and even if there is audit, we, we propose as part of our engagement that we want to, we want to be the ones defending it because we know the law inside and out in some cases in this area may be better than your CPA does. And we know what's in the report and why we took what we took. And so the, the peace of mind of knowing, Hey, even if I get audited, they're going to take the IRS to, to town. All right, listen up. If you are not using Price Labs, you are literally throwing money in the trash. Dynamic pricing is a must in our industry. If you don't know what that is, dynamic pricing is just a fancy term for supply and demand pricing. When demand is high, Price Labs will get you high price bookings. And when demand is low, it will fill up your calendar while the competition overprices themselves and leaves everything vacant. I was dumb in the beginning of my short term rental journey. I thought I could do it all without Price Labs. So one day I just said, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to try this thing out. And immediately my income went up 15 to 20% on my listings. I really was kicking myself. I should have been using this from the beginning. So don't make the same mistake as me. Get started with your free 30-day trial at fearlesskyle.com forward slash price labs. Or even better, how about getting 25% off your first six months as a thank you for being a part of the STR six-figure formula membership. That's right. Go to fearlesskyle.com forward slash 6FF to become a member and claim that discount today. The next question I had for you guys was, okay, this this was a property that I haven't filed for taxes yet because our our deadline for taxes for 2022 is October 15th. So nothing's been filed. But what about all my properties that have been filed already? Is there a way to, and I, I mistakenly asked, is there a way to amend uh, the taxes to go back and do it? You said, we don't want to amend anything. We want to catch up what was missed. And so I want to show those numbers now on, uh, there's three properties that I essentially gave to you guys yeah. and said, show me how much we can catch up on this. Yeah. So I'm going to give, you know, credit to your credit to your CPA, who is one of the better ones that is even acknowledging the fact that, you know, rental properties, investment properties do have short life assets inside cool. them. Many of CPAs that we work, many EAs, tax preparers that we work with, who, whatever their credentials might be, simply don't mess with it. Don't bring it up. They don't know how to do it. They don't know what to do. They don't know who to uh -huh. refer to. They don't know if they can trust somebody. They don't, they don't have that trusted resource, right? Which is what we've been adamant about, you know, getting in front of those tax preparers for the last 10 years um, and to be that trusted resource. Because in your case, it's it's a little bit different. And in, in what, in what I suggested after looking at what he had done, he had already taken that 80,000 that you referred to on your cabin property was roughly in line with the percentage of this that he had done with, with others, others of your properties. And so I realized, you know what, there are some assets, those 15 year assets we're talking about. I don't see any of those being really, really looked at and touched at. And part of that is because when they, when you buy a property, the reality is how are they supposed to know 
as a tax preparer, how much of that asset should go to the roof? How much of that should go to the sprinkling system or the grass, yeah. right? Without that expertise, there's no way for them to know all that. And why don't we don't fault them or blame them for that. They don't have that, right? So I saw this opportunity and said, look, you've probably got on one property, another 9,700, you know, roughly 10,000 that we could take here, which is what you see here on this, you know, on this asset. And then on another property, you had another $12,000, right? And because, because of the nature of the simplicity of what we were going to do here, we made it super cost effective for you too. And we look at every property individually, price them individually based off the complexity of it. But we were able to do this, you know, each of these at, at extremely cost effective because we didn't need to, to do everything on these. But yep. there was there's a piece that that we could do um, at a significantly, you know, reduced price and um, and still provide you with what you need and the support behind it. Yeah. So let, let's just add these up really quick, because especially from a tax savings perspective, right? Like that at the end of the day, we can talk about depreciation and everything. And that's wonderful. But like, I want to know how much money I'm putting back in my pocket, right? Like that's the only number that matters to me. So this one in front of us, we're getting $7,100 of tax savings. What about that property above? What was that number at? 10,800, right? So now we're, let's round yeah, up to 18,000 tax savings. Oh, sorry. 4,000. There we go. I was looking at the wrong one. So we're at like $11,000 of tax savings. Um, and then this one was uh, another 3000. So basically another 14 or $15,000 of tax savings. And guys, I'm, I'm paying a total of that for $4,500. So I'm paying 4,500 to get literally, it's like me going up to someone and saying, Hey, I'll trade you uh, my $1 bill for a $5 bill. And let's do that, you know, about a thousand times. And they say yes. Right. Like <laughs> it's, it's about the simplest uh, yeah. investment that I ever could make is doing this because again, I'm not going to just be like, cool. I went and got that extra, you know, net $10,000 after paying for it and put it in my pocket or went on a bunch of vacations. No, I'm going to take that $10,000 and now I'm going to go reinvest it into something that's going to make that $10,000 turn into, you know, $100,000 within the next five to six years. That's, that's the power of this. And that's the power of like, when you get that mindset, right. Of how do I multiply money? Then every dollar that you can put in your pocket now is always going to look like $5, $10, $15 to you. And that's exactly why I'm so excited about this is because I'm I'm literally with a couple transactions with Rhett and his team, I'm going to be putting an extra 50, 60, $70,000 of money in my pocket in year one. And I could literally go buy another house with that. So, I, you know, and do it I, all I over again. What, what's that? Yeah, do it, all, do over it all over again. Yeah. And just recycle this thing. Now, there's one more property that we had in here, and this was a unique one. My wife and I own this property and, and it had a, it literally got burnt to the ground, which was a really unfortunate situation. But during the reconstruction of this, we spent through insurance about $341,000. And I said, well, Rhett, can you guys do anything with that? You know, we've owned the property since 2014. And the answer was yes. So can you talk to me about this situation, especially if someone maybe has a property out there that they're either going through the same situation, going through a, maybe a flood situation, or maybe does that even equate to like just renovating the home and gutting it and redoing the whole thing? Yeah, sure. Now, typically, and I don't know if exa exactly this is this is what happened, but uh, you know, you've heard of 1031 exchanges. This is mm -hmm. probably more in line of a 1033 exchange, which is you had your hand forced at forced, you know, and yeah. you, you know, the insurance company comes back and says, here's, here's, here's X amount. Here's what your new basis will be. Here's what you can rebuild for. And that's what 
I don't know if that's exactly the situation, but it's very similar that we've seen, you know, you know, number of times over the years, very similar, very similar to that. And your, you know, your date of in-service goes in, you know, changes at that point. And so, and your eligibility for, for bonus as well. So in this case, you know, we, we took those improvements, you know, and, and, and basically ran it through the same calculations based off of the property type and whatnot. And we're able to generate, you know, what we think will, we anticipate will be more than 70, you know, $70,000 of depreciation uh, that he'll be able to take. And given the, given the current laws and the current system, you notice it looks a little bit different. Um, given it's 2023, those that here that have been here are likely well-versed with bonus depreciation and know that 80% is the, is, is what you're eligible for this year. Um, and so you can see that that's spread out, you know, the, the remaining 20% over there, over there, you know, bucket life respectively. I like to point out, you know, this increased appreciation and those that are looking at that detail of benefits on the right um, in, in parentheses, you're not losing that amount of money. You, you're just realizing, you know, your depreciation is just going to be, you're, you're going to take a, you're front loading it, right? You're going to get a ton. You're going to get 70,000 now. And frankly, the difference moving forward is going to be $2,000 after that, that you're not going to get um, that you, you know, instead of getting 12,400 um, every year, it's, you're still, even after you take this big chunk, you still have depreciation you're taking every year beyond yeah, that. Exactly. So. And correct me if I'm wrong. And, and there's a reason I'm asking this question. This is different from what we're looking at right now on this specific property is different than if we were to turn it into a long-term rental, right? We're, we're, have, we're being able to bonus depreciate a lot of stuff because it's going to be a short-term rental, correct? So even long-term rentals get bonus depreciation. The door, the door that's open is, is with a short-term rental is what, is what income you're able to offset right. um, with a short-term rental versus, versus a long-term rental for a passive investor. Right. Or, uh, but, but bonus applies for bonus does apply for short-term rentals, long-term rentals, um, commercial properties, whatever, whatever you might have. Um, can, can you go into that just a little bit deeper? Uh, if, if we're talking about this door that opens for additional income, what, what's the difference? Just help me understand. Yeah. So it's, that. it's, it's allowing you to treat it. It's allowing you to treat it as essentially, you know, a hotel type of company, a, a company that, because we're we're thinking concept conceptually, right? We're thinking, okay, the way the tax code is written today, mm-hmm. there isn't something that says, okay, short-term rentals, Airbnbs, there's not those things aren't defined yet. Right. The only definition that's in there is a rental less than 30 days, right? Or a rental with an average rental of less than 30 days, or average rental less than seven days, or average rental more than or and, and those are by definition what the tax code and the tax law is. And when you have those rentals, you have a different doorway that's opened, meaning a short-term rental is treated like a separate business. It's not, it's not depreciated on a tax, on a tax form. It's not treated as the say, it's not looked at as like, as necessarily a passive investment. It's its own. It's, it can be treated like, like a hotel. Had you bought a hotel, that's a short-term rental, right? And it can be treated as such, therefore opening up the doorway to different, a different type of income. And if you have a CPA is going to be more eloquent in, in expressing that, but but that's the concept to understand yeah. is that you've got a, you've got an extra door that you can open if you're putting it into a short term rental. And so here, the, the reason I asked all that is because I did go to my CPA and I said, okay, his name's Connor. I said, Connor, if we do this as a long term rental and you cost seg this 
what are we looking at? He said, tax savings about $10,000. And I looked at what you guys said, and we're looking at tax savings of this property of $26,613. That's a difference of $16,000, right? Which if you say, well, you know, you're going to go and buy furniture and you're, it's going to cost you $16,000 just to get it started. Well, the, the cool thing for us is we're actually getting rid of one of our arbitrage properties, which means we have an entire house of furniture that we need to do something with. We're moving it over to this property. So it's basically just the cost of labor of moving all this over. And because of that, we're going to save an additional $15,000 here year one that we're putting into our pocket. So this helped us as a family make a decision of, is this going to be a long-term rental or is this going to be a short-term rental? And so that right there is, is something that I'm, again, like all three of these scenarios, I hope open, you know, everyone that's listening, Team Fearless, if you're listening, if you're watching this, I hope this is opening your eyes to just knowing that, this option is out there for you. And so what I want to just kind of transition to here, Rhett, and I'm going to stop sharing the screen here, is your company, CostSeg Authority. Um, can you talk about you guys as a company here really quick? Um, and then I'll tell people how they can go and find you and, and kind of get this process started. Yeah, we've been doing CostSeg studies for just shy of 20 years. And, you know, with nearly 20,000 at some point you lose track of how many you're doing. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but, but 20,000 plus studies, um, and, and, and never making a change in an audit. So we prepare every study, whether it's as small as, you know, just improvements we're talking, uh, made to, to a property or a skyscraper downtown Chicago, right. Or a hotel in New York, we're going to write all of the reports, every one of those, um, we want to be protected. And so we have a, a fabulous team of, of engineers, of other cost segregation professionals that are dedicated, dedicated to getting you the most um, that, we, that we possibly can. And our experience, um, you know, we shy away, most shy away from, you know, this audit experience or, you know, are scared of that. What we have found through the, through our experience has been, hey, this is what is being looked at. And we've actually we've actually been able to specialize even within the cost segregation realm on different court cases that allow us to take different methodologies, different methodologies within the cost segregation realm that have increased the value of what we could find, um, you know, subject to other cost seg companies out there. But um, we want everybody to know beforehand what they're, what they're looking at. So we provide a preliminary analysis gratis. For every for everyone with just a little bit of information so that you can you know and, and prepare that proposal so you know getting into it okay this is before you're committed to anything here's what yeah. you can really expect and always recommending you talk you know this over with your tax preparer too so yeah. and if they're unfamiliar with it we want to be involved with them too so that we can help them understand and again guys i'm going through this process with them right now right and and this is what I've really enjoyed about working with Rhett's team is number one, they, they worked with my CPA. There wasn't any of this, right? Like they called my CPA, they compared apples to apples. I talked to my CPA. He said, yes, this property looks like it's worth it. This one only worth it if you are doing X, Y, and Z. And, and we got to work as a team together. Number two is even after getting those estimates that they just showed you right there, that Rhett just showed you, I still am not being asked to pay for anything as they're starting work. They're going to go out and do the site valuations and all of the, the things that make sure those numbers are correct so that that estimate lines up or maybe even after that estimate, it's even better. And then we're pressing that green go button and then we're paying. So it's literally like 
it makes the decision so easy. There feels like there is absolutely no risk. Is, is there anything else that about the process as someone is going and getting a cost seg analysis from you guys that I left out there, Rhett, that you want to make sure to mention? Not that, no, I think, I think it's important. Uh, you know, it's important to understand uh, that your, your tax preparer is essential, is essential to this. Um, and we make, we have, we work closely with them. I think a lot of, uh, you know, we've been in the industry long enough to know that there's value um, that we pro we provide in in tailoring to them so that they're not having to do a lot of work afterwards. We know a lot of a lot of uh, you know not all cost ed companies are the same, and just as if you gave your all the information that you have to five different tax preparers, you likely get four or five different numbers back, right? Not all of the tax preparers are the same in, in the same yeah. way, in the same way, you know, it's, it's important to understand who you're working with um, on that, on that front as well. Cool. So, okay guys. So I'm sharing my screen right now. Um, you should be able to see it. Rhett, do you see my screen? I see it. Okay, cool. You're going to go to costsegauthority.com and then you're just going to scroll down just a little bit and you'll see, get a no cost benefit analysis, cost authority, costsegauthority.com. Click on no cost benefit analysis. You're just going to fill out your information. Now, the key thing here is when they get you on the call and they say, hey, how'd you find out about us? You're going to say through the Fearless Investor Podcast, Kyle with the Fearless Investor Podcast, and they're going to they're going to give you the red car carpet experience, right, Rhett? That's right. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Guys, we're going to go ahead and keep it in here right now for the six-figure formula question and answer section. Uh, we've got a couple questions, including someone that actually needs to know about a case scenario for them. So this is going to be fun. And again, if you're not a part of this and you want to be a part of the Six Figure Formula, make sure you go check that out at fearlesskyle.com forward slash 6FF. Rhett, thank you so much for helping our audience to conquer the world of short-term rentals and showing us how we can save money with cost segregation. All right. Once again, go to costsegauthority.com. You're going to click just a little bit lower on the screen there where it says get a no cost benefit analysis. And when you sign up for that call, when you get on that call, make sure you mention the Fearless Investor podcast or my name so you can get that red carpet service. Guys, if you don't do anything for the rest of the year, right, we've got about three months left of saving money on taxes. If you do nothing the rest of the year in terms of buying property, at least do this. When I did this, it took the pressure off of my wife and I to say, oh, we got to buy a property before the end of the year to make sure that we're taking advantage of the depreciation. Now we say, hey, we're saving about six figures in, in tax savings this year. Now there's not that pressure of going and buying a house. Now we can let it organically happen and bring the right house, the right multiplex, the right commercial property to us so that we're making the right investment. Go take a look. It's free. Give them a shot. CostSegAuthority.com. That's going to do it for us here on the Fearless Investor Podcast. We're helping you to conquer the world of short-term rentals. See you next time. Hey, Fearless Investor community. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Fearless Investor. If you haven't already, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. And for more free content, check out my YouTube channel, also called the Fearless Investor, and our website, www.fearlesskyle.com. Until next time, keep on conquering the world of short-term rentals. Thank you.